the NES to the PS4. On the podcast, we actually had a pretty lengthy conversation about some of our favorite controllers, especially when talking about the D-pad, the buttons, the shoulder buttons, and just what makes an excellent controller. But as the conversation continues to evolve, I think all of us, either we've seen a picture or we actually got our hands on something like the NES Power Glove, uh, the Virtual Boy, the NES Zapper with a game like Duck Hunt, and that led us to just wondering, hey, why not have a conversation about gaming peripherals, gaming accessories, the non-traditional things that, hey, maybe, maybe you get a little bit of guitar plastic in your home. You get those drums and you have yourself a rock band or guitar hero party. So we're going to be talking about gaming accessories, the best, the worst, or the weirdest on another exciting edition of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode available every single Sunday with yours truly, Juan Velas. I am from Puerto Rico. Joining me, London, Ontario's own Keith Hamilton. Keith, um... When, when we go back down memory lane, we're not talking about the best or worst games or even the best or worst consoles. What would you say was your first experience with playing a game, except it's not the traditional controller with buttons and a D-pad? Is there anything that comes to mind? The first? I think it would have to be because the first game I ever played, it was like that three-in-one uh, NES cartridge that was Super Mario Brothers, Track and Field, and Duck Hunt. And I remember using the light gun, so I think it would have to be Duck Hunt. Yeah, the, the NES Sapper was a mind-blowing thing. Like, as a kid, did you think about just how cool it was to the fact that you could actually point to the screen and shoot and you would see the, oh, the duck die? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing just to have this like, oh, wow. I Instead of like playing guns or whatever you would do as a dumb kid like this, I'm actually killing something. I am taking a virtual life with the NES Zapper. Man, that sentence right there probably explains why they, they took those things a couple of years away. It's like, hey, listen to this guy from Canada. We don't want none of that in our life right now. Exactly. This is why Grand Theft Auto hit the courtrooms and everybody was mad about hot coffee. It all started with People, Duck you, you Hunt heard and that here stupid first. dog. Blame Keith. Blame Keith. But uh, another thing that it's interesting that as I was doing a little bit of research from this, it is easy to go back to like a Guitar Hero with the PS2, right? But the NES just had so many things. I mean, the 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 Power Glove, the NES Zapper, like with the Power Glove, I mean, we've had it in, in movies, right? And I remember we actually had one in our home and it would be me, my brother, and one of his friends tried to the, tried to land the plane in uh, Top Gun, which many years later, I saw an AVGN episode a, about it. That became a meme at, yeah, at some yeah. point with the power and, and gloves. I did That's that amazing. without even knowing that was the thing <laughs> that people would challenge <laughs> themselves to. Did you ever play with a power glove? I haven't. And so I've, bad, I've never, so I've never put, I've never known the power of the glove, and but it's always been something that I just look at in amazement. Like in my opinion, that is maybe one of the best marketing schemes ever. Like the Wizard, the movie where it was first in. Oh yeah, just this like amazing peripheral that just you know uh, you don't 
need to be the controller. You don't need a controller. You are the controller. Put on the power glove and have the power of the NES in your hand just for kids to actually get it and realize that it was a piece of garbage and barely worked. But at the time, it was just this amazing, like, mind-blowing thing. And that kind of set the pace for what peripherals were like going forward because it's, it's easy to remember the good it's easy to remember the good ones and it's easy to remember the bad ones because there's a lot of those too but there's just so many middle of the rung useless borderline useless accessories that video game consoles have had for them that just what just somebody needed to look at and go why why did we do this why do we need the the congas for donkey conga <laughs> oh, I, I, like okay that. here's the sad part <laughs> i always wanted to own a pair of those just because even though i knew that was ridiculous those came out that was on on the gamecube right yeah that was on the gamecube but i always wanted to own those now i'm curious did you know about what bleem was bleem b-l-e-e-m uh, bleem, bleem. That was the PlayStation emulator, wasn't it? So, yes and no. So, bleem was actually I mean, actually I remember a thing. playing Metal Gear Solid on the computer on bleem, I think. But you could actually do that with the Dreamcast. So, the way that it would work, bleem, before a whole lot of lawsuits and all that, this is like a combination of, it's not a controller, it's kind of an accessory. You would basically buy... Uh, this uh, disc that there were three variations. You could play a PS1 game on a Dreamcast and it will look better. And they had this for uh, Gran Turismo 2, Metal Gear Solid, and Tekken Gee, I 3. Can't, I can't see the reason why that's illegal at all. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> and, and it's not, it's one thing, as you mentioned, like emulators on PC, that's like, that's nothing new at this point but the fact that a ps1 game you could actually put the disc on a dreamcast and it would work that was pretty mind-blowing right oh yeah absolutely and i did i only know of the pc version this i had no idea that it started out as a dreamcast thing where you could play gran trismo on a dreamcast like even just thinking about that that's I mean, mind gear solid to me. think about that yeah freaking metal gear that's insane now I was doing a little bit of research, Keith, because there are a couple of uh, gaming accessories that maybe we all know, and there's others that maybe had a limited release, maybe they didn't do too well, or the question is why. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a couple on the video version, but then for the audio okay. people, don't forget, don't worry, you're gonna get Keith's reaction. Keith does not lie. If you've if you've been subscribed to this podcast, you know how Keith is. So Keith. Are you ready to figure out a sexy accessory for the Wii? Yes, absolutely. What was, uh, as what was the most popular had... Switch uh, Wii game? Wii game. The most popular Wii game. Does Wii Sports count? That, that, that is correct, Keith. You won okay. five See, points. That's that's such a cop-out answer, though, because of course it's the most... It came with the frickin' system. Everybody had Wii Sports. Of course it's the most popular game. What was what was the most popular game within Wii Sports? Oh, it had to be bowling. So Keith, it would have been instead only one that worked. Exactly. Really. So what if instead <laughs> of just like pretending to hold a bowling ball, you actually had a controller in the form <laughs> of a dark blue bowling ball with buttons on top of it? 
Keith, what describe the heck? what you're witnessing on screen right now. Yeah, it's like a full bowling ball in the style of a Wii controller. I I didn't know that existed, but <laughs> that's so weird because so let let's let's work through the logic of this controller, okay? It's a bowling ball. When you are bowling, your goal is to take said ball and throw it down the lane and hopefully hit some pins. How many TVs you were, were already do- broken with the Wii? Yeah, there's there's amazing compilations of people putting their Wii motes through TVs. You're like you're almost promoting that by putting out a bowling ball controller. Like, let go of this. Like, you're actually bowling and send it right through your sixty-inch television. That's three thousand dollars. Bet you're really happy about that controller, aren't you? Can you imagine playing something like Twilight Princess on that? <laughs> I would love that. Just swinging around my ball and beating beating Ganon. Yeah, that's that sounds like a Friday night to me. It's gotta be unbelievable. So. Another one that I know for a fact we've all either heard about it or experienced it, going to the Nintendo 64, there was a little Pokemon game, Keith, I know know you know which one I'm talking about, with a little uh, cute yellow Pokemon called Pikachu, and people said, hey, you! When when we are talking about the most useless peripherals or, um, yeah, to, like add-ons um accessories for a console hey you pikachu and the microphone that came with said hey you pikachu has to be the most like barely working borderline unusable thing that's ever come out for a system because in theory, I could see how this would be a hit of a game. Unfortunately, in execution, we did not get that. You would just set, sit for hours. Because I, I remember playing this as a kid. My friend that lived next door had it. You would just sit there screaming into your microphone on your N64 controller. Hey, Pikachu! Pikachu! Pikachu and the little the little prick wouldn't listen to you. You <laughs> yeah. would just sit there going Pika, Pika. It was just it was. I could I I respect the idea, but the execution just wasn't there yet. No, and what's ma- amazing, Ryan and I recently had an episode about uh, blockbuster memories, right? So. One of my rental memories that's not one of the better ones is I actually rented this at Video Avenue. And I bet you they didn't give you the microphone. No, no, they, 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 they did, but they actually had my mom. It was Video Avenue or Blockbuster. My mom had to sign, like, I forget how many papers. And I vividly remember they said, look, if this the microphone stops working... $110, which in when that came out, it's like... Yeah, because I remember this was a premium game yeah, it's because like 90, of that 200 stupid bucks. microphone. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. And then, like, keep in mind, I understood English at that point. I didn't necessarily speak it. So I'd be like, mera cabrón, no lo me entiende. Because so, I'd just be like frustrated, like, Pikachu, understand my thick-ass Puerto Rican accent, please. So like <laughs> Pikachu, and, Espanol. And then, and then I felt so bad, like, years later, that, like, your experience of just like, hey, guess what? Pikachu didn't understand anybody. He was just a dumb rat, right? It's like, but I yeah. thought it was like my thick-ass Puerto Rican accent. I'm like, come on, man. Por que no me entiende? Why no, Pikachu not? was just super racist. I mean, hey, that that is a thing, maybe. I, I, I didn't see no like Puerto Rico region with a Pokemon or anything like that. So that that's a possibility. But then another thing that... 
one of the things that I miss most in the arcades is DDR. And, and you know, like I, I mentioned it to you and Ryan, like I was a big fan of DDR. It was Keith like blazing in that extreme difficulty back in the day. I honestly have only played DDR once or twice in my life. I would, I would pay to see you. <laughs> it's I bet you at this point it is wee bowling ball ugly. <laughs> oh my god, you didn't just do that. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So the the DDR pads in the arcades are freaking awesome, right? Because it's like the whole machine, the lights, and then at home It's when you find that person, because you know how yeah. like on a DDR machine they have that back stand. Yeah, like when they you have when the, they hold that, you know when they hold about it, you know down. you need Yeah, it's about to get real up in that arcade when somebody grabs that those back railings and then their legs just start doing things that it's hard to wrap your head around. It's it's an amazing sight to see. Exactly. But then at home you couldn't just like bring in the metal pads. Now they do actually exist now, but you know what's the frustrating part? Like legit, one of my dreams has always been and is still is to own my own DDR machine. Like there's a there's a one player model that's actually now like super huge. It's still like if somebody says like, hey, here's a thousand bucks, like I'll give you one of those. Like I have always wanted to have one of those because. You can buy pretty decent metal pads, but people say like the sensors are awful. So then you're left with this kind of okay plastic dance mat. But the funny and horrible story is I actually lost 40 pounds playing DDR like that at home. Yeah, I remember that. I, I, I yeah, thought yeah. that was you. With yeah, Step yeah, Mania yeah. and all was... that. I also mm-hmm. developed horrific back problems because of it because <laughs> you're. it's just a, a thin plastic man on the floor to which well, here's you're just the thing jumping. like you're jumping and stomping like with those machines there's a little bit of give right like you're exactly when your lower back is pushing, absorbing yeah. that entire like that entire impact it is not good for your body it is not but uh did you know that what, what i gotta be very mindful with how brace this <laughs> next part what if instead of doing things with your feet, Keith, you could do things with your fingers? I mean, if I had a nickel, am I right? <laughs> so, <laughs> did you know that there's actually a finger dance mat for DDR games? That is... Okay. At one point, do you just pick up a controller? <laughs> you know, like if you're doing like finger finger revolution, and I'm sure that's a movie out there somewhere. But if like just pick up the controller at that point, like what 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 are you doing? So it is legit a USB device that you can plug into your computer. <laughs> and it's just imagine a dance mat for your fingers, Keith. That is. It is also Carpal Tunnel, the video game, probably. I imagine, like, imagine playing, like, Typing of the Dead with that. And that's just, like, a weird... I'm just imagining something. somebody playing in extreme difficulty with, like... Because the idea is that you use the figures, like, this is... Can you imagine they add a little rail to the back? So they're, you're holding <laughs> You can grip the rest of your hand, <laughs> making this weird claw-like thing going on. <laughs> this is the dumbest that's, conversation I think we've it's had. It's dumbest. But, you know, the reverse of that is something that I love so much. Like, have you ever gone down a YouTube rabbit hole and seen, Every like... Day. 
people try and speed run games with a dance mat like they're but they're beating something like breath of the wild with a ddr mat and then they're just using their feet to play or sometimes they're just slapping the mat with all the buttons that they need to hit like that is a phenomenal thing to watch i love it so much no, and, and that's the the commendable thing about it. It's sometimes people will take all of these different accessories, like even the power glove. I've seen people do crazy stuff to get it to adapt to modern devices and just like figuring out how much can you crazy play. Crazy is the word. hundred percent. It is. And, and speaking of crazy, because we're talking about both best and worst. I mean, the, the best is the DDR dance mat in the arcade. The worst would be, I mean, the finger one, because I mean, for crying yeah. out loud. But then... Keith, you're you were a fan of Resident Evil 4. Do you know where I'm going next, buddy? Oh, I know. This is if we're talking about bad accessories, this has to be cream a la crop. That Resident Evil 4 chainsaw GameCube controller <laughs> in all its majesty. If if there is a list of top 10 stupid collector's items out there and this is not on that list just throw it in the trash because it's this maybe one of the worst it is have you ever used it i always I wanted have. to own one of those oh you, you I have? have used this thing i had a friend How that had one it? of them you don't it's unusable you can't use it you need to like basically you need to finger finger revolution your hand in a way that you have to like grab it like this and claw both of them it was an awful experience that that just you want the gamecube controller like in in no way is the gamecube controller comfortable it made it seem like a dream by comparison and the thing is it's technically just a controller right so that's the thing that that just gave me a headache because we're talking about like the DDR dance mat that is completely different, but I would love for them to be in the conversation. Like there's this Capcom meeting or it's like a third party where they're like, Hey, can you imagine if we made like a chainsaw into a controller? Yeah. And then oh, two one, guys one, go one like, of the, one Dude. of the enemies has a chainsaw controller and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chainsaw controller. Well, how's it going to work? Who cares? Just put a chainsaw in that box and ship it. <laughs> I, I think there's also a combination of gaming accessories that are functional. And I mean, this is way before like that controller will come out now because it's like super Instagram friendly. And even like I have like the Mr. Player One Instagram and I swear, Keith, at least five times a week, somebody will be like, hey, did you know there was a chainsaw controller for I'm like, dude, every <laughs> week, man, I know. I know. Is it Instagram friendly though? Like I understand it's something that's fun to take a picture of, but do you want to be like, look at my chainsaw? No, that's dude, not actually people make a chainsaw. Some sexy setups though, with like with like the background, all the copies of Resident Evil. It's still an awful, awful device though. But okay, if you were to just say, generally speaking, forget about any particular generation, best gaming accessory functional that you've actually used. Is there any that comes to mind? There is, but I do kind of have to put a bit of an asterisk on it because I think it's more, it's less of one accessory and more of a combination to create an experience. And that is Rock Band, especially those first couple of generations of Rock Band before it tried to get too gimmicky. But to have that entire setup of guitar, 
um, microphone, drums, and then have some have a second guitar for bass. Like that is the ultimate get together with friends and then just game on like a on a Friday night or on on a weekend. Like those are some of the experiences from the Xbox PS3 generation that I cherish most and wish that we could go back to because there was that special point in time where just like everybody had that friend that had it and it wasn't just a world filled with thrift stores covered in these accessories because nobody wants them anymore but yeah just that whole rock band experience like they had something special with Guitar Hero and then like that turned it into just like they took it to the next level with Rock Band and I think that like Rock Band 1, Rock Band 2 even Rock Band 3 kind of is like the golden age of gaming accessories. And what's kind of unreal is that, as you mentioned, they went from everybody wants them to nobody wants them to now like, dude, it's expensive as hell to get yeah. a kit. It's insane. Yeah, like right because, now. And especially like when the, like, it's the unfortunate thing about sequels sometimes where it always needs to do something new, right? So you started out with the plastic controller and that was good. And then you need to add extra things. And then eventually we end up at the rocksmiths of the world where you're like, well, we're going to simulate a real guitar. You can use this as a guitar learning experience. Like, no, I don't want that. I want to pretend like I know how to play the drums, even though I have no skill at it whatsoever. And I want to have fun with it, having a few drinks with my friends like it doesn't need to be the step up constantly and that's how we got there i feel like keith want to play a little game oh i love to play a little game oh damn i I didn't expect (laughs) that voice back there okay keith rock band for ps4 or xbox one if you were to just uh guess how much is a complete not not cib not complete in box but just like the complete package of like all the, uh, I was going to say all the ingredients, all the equipment to get that full experience now. What no would you DLC, say that, right? No, I'm just talking about like the physical, uh, the, the physical, like the, the drums, uh, the, the guitar, all of that entire kit for PS4, Xbox One. How much do you think that's going for right now on eBay? I am. I remember it being like really expensive at the time, but I'm going to say around $300 US. What if I say, Keith, that the answer is between four seventy-five to six hundred dollars, <laughs> Keith? That's six hundred dollars. That makes me sad because we're just never going to get back there again. All that useless plastic, we're just never going to have that that moment in time again. Yeah, it's one of those things where I was unfortunately not super connected online during that specific time because that is like that infamous time period where some of my consoles weren't functioning so when rock band became a thing i was like extremely late into the game i did play guitar hero 3 but i didn't have a credit card so the whole process of like dlc like that was something that was unbeknownst to me i did have a friend that had and still has literally every single song like every single release we're talking about oh, that's thousands like of dollars. thousands of dollars at this point yeah yeah like that's insane. He, he actually showed me a video and it's been infamous online with a lot of people that 
it it'll it'll take people like 20 minutes to boot up the game sometimes because yeah, it's like i remember whole... hearing that a while ago just because it's trying to authenticate so many things yeah i guess they didn't they didn't consider people like actually buying every song so they're like <laughs> oh damn well what what do, what do we do with all this right now and then i'm curious here so uh, a couple other uh, special things uh, one of them is a racing was like generally speaking how big were you into into racing games growing up I really enjoyed the Gran Turismo's of the world. Like I got really into like Gran Turismo 1, 2 and 3, and then after that I was kind of good. I owned a racing wheel at one point for the PS2, but didn't really use it. Like I have a lot of respect for the people that go like deep into that and make like a whole freaking car in their setup, but it's just something that never really resonated with me because I, I, I think this is the best way to put it. By the time I got to the point where I wanted to get a racing wheel, I also started driver's ed. <laughs> so I'll just go drive the real car. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, for, for me, I associate uh, racing games with like the wheel so much with the arcade experience that I'll, mm -hmm. I always wanted a racing wheel for home. But then when I asked myself like, okay, you, you would have it hypothetically, what would you do with it? For me, it's like, Oh, we'll have to play Crazy Taxi, but then it was like getting into like the Crazy Taxi machine, right? Or or getting into the Cruising yeah. World machine. It crazy wasn't just taxi like having is that. not a good game if you're not putting a quarter into it. Sorry, exactly. Crazy Taxi fans. Out I mean, there. It, it's a controversial opinion, but you're not like as somebody that's played Crazy Taxi like games recently. You're you're not exactly wrong with that. So that, that mm -hmm. that's and, definitely And you know thing. what? That's okay because some games are built like that. Like a lot of the old arcade beat 'em ups same thing like those games are meant to be played with quarters and that's okay yeah and uh, another amazing thing this is one of those things that functionally it looks stupid but you get the point we're gonna be going to the gamecube did you ever play fantasy star keith no but you know what i'm talking but about I've, though i've right? heard some insane stories about fantasy star online <laughs> So for the GameCube, I believe this was in Japan. I'm not sure if this is also North America, but um, they actually developed uh, exactly. Uh, it, it says right here it was never released outside of Japan because there's like a chat in the game and all that. Imagine a wide GameCube controller, but literally the middle. It's the size is a of a freaking keyboard. keyboard. <laughs> it's just a keyboard in the middle. It's not below it because, like you know, the Xbox 360 had that attachment that below the controller it had a keyboard. That was actually yeah. pretty awesome. And I had like a keyboard for the PS2 when when we would play like Resident Evil Outbreak and oh stuff my online. Goodness. I, I had a I had a keyboard, a USB keyboard Same. that I would attach. But imagine if. A PS2 controller also had a keyboard in the middle of it, and I then you have this For better abomination of God that this controller was. But I, I think it's pretty cool. I would love to see just how you would grab. The GameCube <laughs> controller is already big enough, but then you have a whole keyboard. I, I need to look up a picture afterwards of somebody like playing with it because it's like, do you play with it? It doesn't laying exist. Down? Like, like uh, you hold above. it like probably like this, like you need to stretch it out like your your hands or your arms need to be at like a 45 degree angle. But then 
you need to type something, you need your hands for that. So you need to take your hand off the controller, try and like balance it by white knuckling it and then type with one hand and then get back to playing it. It's it's a bizarre concept and I'm not going to lie. Even though I would never use one, I kind of want one. I want it just to like frame on my wall as this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. <laughs> Keith, um, th this is the one that I am honestly, I'm going to present this to you. And I feel like it could either be in the best or worst category and it makes complete sense. The thing is, I want this and I didn't know about this until uh, this. So prefacing apparently cost over a hundred and fifty dollars this is a device for the ps2 uh related to onimusha 3 onimusha usually has what is the weapon of choice in an onimusha game keith that that was uh that was swords wasn't it? i've never actually played an onimusha e exactly game. but what if your controller keith what if it oh was a freaking God. sword the controller <laughs> is the damn katana, the hoary katana. So for those in the audio version, imagine like the, the I guess you could call it the casing for where you put the sword in, where yeah. the, it's got the D-pad on the right side in the middle, uh, but right, uh, right in the middle of two thumbsticks, and then there's some buttons to the left. It looks atrocious, but it's one of those things it kinda that... It kind of looks like a flute. Like, you know, like... It does. The the Power Rangers flute that summons the Megazord. Oh my goodness, you're right. <laughs> Keith, it's give, give, give me your reactions. Give, what's your thought process on this one? You know, there's a line from the movie Jurassic Park that I always love to go back to with stuff like this of, we spent so much time asking how, we never thought to think about why, or something like that that Jeff Goldblum says, I'm paraphrasing, but it's just like, why, why do we need this? Why do we need the chainsaw? Why do we need the katana? You just hold a freaking controller. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, by the way, the, a lot of these are coming to us from techradar.com. They did a really good job uh, checking out some of these. So maybe I'll post a link on, on the Discord. But I think that much like the uh, Resident Evil controller and this one, I think they just want something that you will use like one time. But it is a conversation piece, right? It's like if I go to your house, Keith, and, you, and I see a katana, but it's actually a controller, and I find out it's like over $100, we will have a conversation about yeah. this, right? It's it's all marketing, right? It's like, oh, you can play Onimusha 3, put down the controller and pick up the sword. Cut down your enemies with the new sword PS2 controller. Whooshing! Now and people just, just take that, add a little music in the background, you're good. And boom, there you're you good. go. There's the whole promotional campaign for Onimusha 3. What, 20 years later? Nailed it. Why not? And one of the final ones we, we have to discuss here, just because it is one that for a very long time, Microsoft was telling us, this is it. This is the future. You have to have this for your Xbox 360. We're talking about Xbox Connect. The whole concept. It's really that, the natural evolution of the power glove. Exactly. Because Keith, <laughs> what if instead of holding a controller, Keith, Keith, I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. What if you are the controller? Whoa. You. You. Me. Me. Your body. I'm the controller. All of your body, Keith. All of your body, Keith. Every bit of it. Every, Every bit, bit of it, it is the controller. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Talk to me about Connect, Keith. Talk to me it about is, Connect. 
Connect honestly, like is the most disappointing peripheral of all time because god the potential this thing had that when they were showing it off and like i remember that first presentation when they were doing something like oh the the rad kid in the the family picked up his skateboard and he scanned his skateboard into the skateboarding game and boom now he was skateboarding around his living room stuff like that had so much potential with the connect but we ended up just getting weird kids games weird games involving kids that never came out and a bunch of dancing games and like mini game compilations it was like a hulk hogan game but i don't even know what the hell that yeah, was. It was like hulk hogan's let me tell you something brother challenge or something <laughs> like that and it was it was like it a- was just another mini game compilation and that's really all that came of the connect i'm, I'm- I'm just going to say, if they made a rock band game versus the microphone, but it's only you cutting promos against Hulk Hogan, I would buy that today, Keith. I would yeah, buy like that today. It, it's like, hey, you Pikachu, but instead of call, like saying, hey, Pikachu, it's like, well, let me tell you something, Hulkster. What you going to do when you walk down that hallway, brother? And then Hulk Hogan walks down the hallway and checks it out, and he's happy. You, you, keep, your Hulk, you keep your Hulk happy by telling it to say it's prayers and eat its vitamins it's a great game look for me gene (laughs) (laughs) why is Uh, he tim allen now (laughs) bury somebody hulk okay And then Hulk Hogan does his thing. But yeah, like the connect back to the connect somehow. It's that it's the thing that never really realized its potential inside of video games. But when you like read about the amazing things that they were able to do with the connect outside of the gaming world, like in the medical profession and being able to like scan people and do like real important work with it, like it almost seems like it missed its mark by being part of an Xbox and it should have been somewhere else because it got to the point like where it started out as a mandatory pack-in for the Xbox one. Was it the one? Yeah, it was the one, right? That, I'm and then pretty it eventually... sure it was because that was one of the big complaints because, hey, you could you could just – why hold D-pad and press buttons to get access when to a game when you could just your screen, air slap your screen and turn on ESPN or whatever you wanted <laughs> way, to do there. Not literally slaps. It's like <laughs> – Xbox, ESPN. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then – the final one. There, there's so clearly we can do a part two of this, people. So before I get to the final one that I want to discuss here, uh, if you're checking the checking us out on YouTube, you go down to the comment section, my friends, and you let us know other good or bad peripherals, gaming accessories that you would like us to react to, and we can talk about that. If you're checking the, checking us out on podcast feeds, you can go to uh, Twitter, Cast of the Past, and let us know or. Check us out on Discord, castofthepast.com slash Discord. We have a suggestions section, and then you can let us know. Is that right, Keith? Absolutely. Let us know uh, what weird Donkey Konga Guitaru Man accessories you'd like us to react to, and we'll, uh, we'll do so. So the final one that I wanted to mention, this is related to one of the best games of all time that we legit reviewed on the podcast, but it is the case of a series that once you've done it almost all, 
maybe it's time to just bring it to life, kind of like Rock Band, but in a different way. And we're talking about Tony Hawk and the whole concept of skateboards, which for context, I never used any of these just because in every conceivable video that I watched, they did not work. So, yeah. hey, Plus, step, like, step one is making me want to buy something. Let's make be sure real. It works. Yeah, even beyond that, like... I understand that you can't put everybody under this blanket, but when we're talking about the demographic of gamers, we're all not exactly in the best shape, and I'm not excluding myself from this. And I don't exactly have the best balance. It's why I never tried real skateboarding, because I went on there for a little bit. I fell flat on my face, and I'm like, you know what? Tony Hawk 2, that's a great game. So now you're asking me to use this board in the living room, try to balance on it, and then probably eat shit on my coffee table. <laughs> because I mean, that that's probably like a great YouTube where video. I'll end up. <laughs> Just me face first into my um, into my coffee table in my living room. And that's why I never gave this a try. And the fact that it didn't work did not help it at all. No, and I remember reading articles that they they were so sure, Keith, this was going to be the, the next thing that when it didn't start selling, they had to figure out any conceivable way of getting rid of them because they had so many produced. Uh, because the, this was a serious problem back in that generation. Like yeah. even with Rock Band that sold well, like you are asking stores like Walmart to have this giant plastic thing sitting on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, because it's not a tiny a game case. Space. I mean, this is like a beefy thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember them being everywhere. And the thing is, did you ever play, uh, I forget what the name was, but there was actually a, an arcade game where there was a skateboard on it. And yeah, you yeah. I, I, there was like a snowboarding version that I played. And you're like, it's almost like SSX, but you have to move and go down the mountain. Yeah, you're going it. down. Yeah, yeah. That was actually pretty cool. But I mean, yeah, it was cool. It's, it's kind of, I guess, a similar concept with the racing games, except... Or steering wheel will work in a game, but mm -hmm. the whole concept it works, of, and I have like beams to hold on to because it's a machine. I'm not gonna fall or flat exactly. on my face in my house. Also, how could you do 900 with that right skateboard? Um, you pick it up off the ground, you throw it in the air, it hits your ceiling fan, and then you pick it up from wherever it lands. I mean, it's a, it sounds like the best way to end this episode, probably. Yep. But the people Absolutely. Uh, really uh, enjoyed having this conversation mm -hmm. with you, Mr. Yeah, we, Hammingham. We, we need to do a part two of this because there are like important sections of gaming accessories that we didn't even touch on. Yeah, that we'll I, save I got, for the next I one. I got through like 10% of the list that I had written down. <laughs> I, I had to be like, okay, clearly we cannot you, go see, through all of these. The problem was you started with the Wii bowling ball. <laughs> At that point, it just all bets were off. Also, <laughs> you, you, I'm just going to point out it is a large there? blue ball. They knew exactly <laughs> what they were doing. And I'm not even yep. joking. They knew what they were doing with that. Oh, yes. It left you exactly how it looked. Exactly. And that's how we're all going to leave you in anticipation for a future episode <laughs> where we continue this conversation. So as I mentioned, hey, like, reach uh, reaches out on uh, Twitter, a cast of the past, or send us an email. We 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 sometimes do the emails at a cast of the past at gmail.com or as hey, we mentioned. Uh, hey, do you do you know the password to that? Because I should probably probably log into that. Should probably should probably send it to you. Uh, we, we probably have like some some scam emails or something you can respond. You, mm -hmm. Social security, Keith. It's super safe online, just in case. Exactly. 
exactly. I'm sure there's some Revenue Canada agent that needs to speak to me right away because I'm under arrest. Yeah. But a cast of the past uh, <laughs> dot com slash discord. And if you like these random rambles of podcast episodes, uh, please consider subscribing at youtube.com slash a cast of the past. We put these out in video so you can actually see all of the things that we discussed. Or if you're checking this out on the road, whether it be Spotify or anything else, tell your friends, tell your family members, and give us that five, that sexy people, that sexy five-star rating, and then we will see you in another exciting and sexy edition of a cast to the past. And now I just want to see videos of you falling on a skateboard so bad, but... Oh, man. It was a bad time. I, I went face first. It was the worst possible experience. But if you recorded it, think of all the, all the money you would have made. That's true. I'm pretty sure there's a video of me somewhere on the internet of riding a bike that was tied to a tree. I'll have to see if I can find that. What? Yeah. You ever watch Jackass? <laughs>